Hello everybody, my name is Nina and I'm Nicholas and this is the Immortality Cast. We are both translators and enthusiasts of the rejuvenation area and this is our podcast about longevity, rejuvenation and immortality. And the idea is to make episodes in three languages, English, Spanish and Portuguese. So today, Nicholas will tell me about a conference that he participated and update everybody uh, who is listening and myself on everything that was discussed. It was last Thursday, two days ago, in fact, in February 11, 2021. It was a conference organized by uh, two entities, International Longevity Alliance and Hills. Hills is uh, an entity uh, based on Belgium and International Longevity Alliance is an entity that congregates uh, a lot of entities around the world that are related to the rejuvenation and longevity field. So it was an, um, an event in, in which the experiments with rats and humans uh, were discussed and it was very interesting because some of the most important and relevant people in the whole rejuvenation field were involved. So nowadays there are no presential events practically. You mean in-person events? Yes, in-person events. So I'm Brazilian, so <laughs> uh, forgive me if I make some English mistakes. So. I didn't understand exactly what was the uh, the team of the the conference. Yes, in which extent experiment works on rats and humans. To which extent? Yeah, to which extent? I mean, so so it's about like when you are trying to develop a new therapy or a new drug. Usually, you test it on rats or mice before testing humans. So it was about discussing because a lot of times the if you test on rats or mice and then test on humans, it's not successful the the, the treatment. It was it's not as successful in humans as it is on rats or mice. So was it about this? Yes, but it's supposed to be about that, but uh I noticed that in, in fact, people usually present their work. I mean, obviously it's related to testing humans and testing in, in rats and they make generally that discussion, but uh, it's not that everybody focuses on that. I mean, the, the organization of, of the event try to conduct the, the, the discussions to that, but people present their research and their, their results and uh, sometimes laterally they uh, approach that the, the, the general subject of the event. But anyway, this this kind of event it, uh, it's very interesting especially because we can uh, interact a bit with, with people uh, not only to, to uh, making questions but but also, uh, at the end of the event, people in the event were divided in three groups to discuss some special uh, issues like uh, politics, like 
how to to uh, diminish the the costs of tests in red in in humans and in general i think i don't remember exactly all, all the teams but it was centered on on the general theme of the event and it was interesting because um i was in a uh, one of the three rooms i remember it was led by Albert the Grey and by by room you mean like a virtual virtual room like in zoom <laughs> yes it's not like a, a physical room <laughs> yes yes well nowadays i yeah. think <laughs> any 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 place any event is like that okay so you were in in one of those groups that were divided later yes and okay. i realized that when people are together in a conversation is a different di dynamics than when you have a vertical uh, conference in which one person gives a lecture and the others uh, just listen. It's, it's very different. It's very interesting. And well, uh, there were during the, the, the presentations some important new things, I would say. For example, I remember. So uh, uh, just to, to clarify in general, so it was a online conference on Zoom or something like that. And uh, how many speakers there were? Well, I don't remember exactly, but I think it were like 15. 15, okay. 15, uh, yes. And so uh, each speaker would uh, make a presentation around 15 minutes, right? Yes, yes. 15 minutes long presentations, and then there was questions, and the, in the um, end there was the division in groups. Yeah, but uh, there were uh, little time to questions. Okay. I mean, I think most of the presenters didn't answer questions uh, some of them answered it, but uh, in the beginning, but I think the time was short. Okay, and so what were the most interesting presentations? What, what did they say? What is the most interesting thing that you heard? One presentation I was expecting a lot that it, it was the Harold Catcher's presentation. And it was interesting that Harold just moved to an apartment in California, so he had some technical problems with Zoom and he ended up losing five minutes of his presentation and solving those problems. But I think, uh, sorry, yes, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I have to interrupt Nicholas every now and then because if I don't, he'll just speak. <laughs> Forever and forever. Uh, so please, first explain who is Harold Catcher. Ah, okay, okay. Sorry. Um, Harold Catcher is um, a scientist who carried out a, a research, very interesting research, uh, in which he was able to, according to his paper, rejuvenate uh, rats more than 50% according to the epigenetic clock. And the measurement was taken by Steve Horvath, who is the scientist who invented the um, epigenetic clock. 
So, uh, so the epigenetic clock is uh, a way to determine the biological age, right? You you look at the epigenome of the of the animal that you are studying, and looking at the epigenome, you can tell if that animal is like uh, I don't know if it's a human. You can tell if the person is. 12 years old or 30 years old or 80 years old, right? Yes, exactly. It has a error margin of three years, but it's, okay. it's uh, fairly precise. So Harold uh, did those experiments in rats. They, then they made a measurement with epigenetic clock by Steve Horvath, and they got a 50% rejuvenation. Yes, more than 50%, okay. in fact. So, uh, but, but the article in which they presented those, res those results is, is a preprint. It's is not uh, published in a peer-reviewed publication yet. As I understand, they, they are uh, making additional tests. So, but, but the fact is in that conference, Harold had 15 minutes to present it and he lost five minutes with technical problems. So. And, and so there, there were, there was no much time to, to explain that. Uh, but anyway, they, there, there were other important scientists in the event, uh, such as Rodolfo Goya, uh, is an uh, Argentinian scientist who is making experiments with uh, young plasma uh, to see if it's possible to rejuvenate rats as well. Irina Comboy uh, was there as well. She has uh, another approach of rejuvenation in which she and her team dilute the blood of the mice. So Liz Parrish was there too. She also presented. Yes, Liz Parrish presented. She, she said that they have very good results. She works with stem cells, right? Uh, in fact, as, as I understand, uh, Liz Parrish works especially with gene therapy. Oh, okay. She applied gene, gene therapy in herself uh, six years ago, I think, 2015. And now they have many gene therapies to, to offer in the market, as I understand. And... Who else was there? Well, many, many other people... Uh, Hannah D. Youssef from Juvena Therapeutics and Josh Mitteldorf, who is a, is a scientist and a blogger. It's important nowadays to have uh, bloggers about uh, rejuvenation field. It's very important that what Josh is doing in, in, in his blog. Uh, well, but uh, I, I think the event was very productive, especially for those who are relatively new in the area, because uh, it allowed, allowed uh, people to have a, 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 the big picture of the field, because it was relatively uh, well uh, represented, not, not totally well, but I think if, uh, for, for, a, for a start is It was a, a, an interesting event for uh, new people in the area. Okay, so uh, you gave an overview of everyone that 
that was present, not everyone, but <laughs> the most important ones in your opinion. And so, and you said in the beginning that you were very excited for Harold Kutcher's uh, presentation. So, uh, what did he, did he present? Did he present new data? Well, Harold presented two uh, slides uh, in which he showed the, the difference between the controls, I mean, the rats that which are controls and the, the, the treated rats. Uh, and they are old, uh, both the controls and the, the treated. But he uh, showed that the treated rats, the old treated rats, uh, had their biomarkers close to the young controls after the treatment. So they had three groups of rats. They had young controls, old controls and treated rats. Is that right? Yes, that is right. But the fact is that Harold contradicted a thesis of Irina Convoy because she said that rejuvenation is caused in the case of her experiments because you remove uh, something of the old plasma. So she works with blood dilution, right? Plasma dilution. Yes, I, I think she works with other things as well, but uh, she, she talked about uh, a lot about that experiment. Okay, so so she thinks that the rejuvenation that she observes in, in her experiments are due to the removal of something in the blood. In the old blood. In the blood of old individuals. Yes. Instead, uh, Harold thinks that you, if you uh, in, insert something, in the in the blood of old rats you can rejuvenate okay them. Uh, so instead of removing something you have to add something yes i don't think is uh an, is one thing or another thing but there is a, a difference in, in the uh, scientific vision and this is interesting because they they are not necessarily mutually exclusive Excluded. Excluded. So that was Harold presented that two slides in which he showed those data, but there were no no real time to to discuss it. Okay. So what he showed was that if you look at the old rats, the young rats, and the old but treated rats, uh, several biomarkers. Uh, of the old treated rats were equal to the young rats, right? Yes, yes. He showed a, a, a slide with, I don't know, I, th I think nine biomarkers and all of them, you could see the, the curves uh, converging. What, what kind of biomarkers? I think it was HDL cholesterol or some, well, I can't remember. Maybe, I think some inflammation markers, uh, some proteins, I think. Okay, and uh, so besides Harold's uh, presentation and Irina's presentation, uh, what else was interesting that was discussed, was presented? Uh, there were several kinds of 
presentation, some companies uh, uh, like Juvena, uh, Hanadi Youssef made a presentation, uh, very, I would say, um, formal presentation. I mean, uh, it's very interesting that for one side, uh, Harold Katcher made a, um, a presentation very informal. Informal. Very informal. He showed the, the view of the apartment and something <laughs> like that. And Hanadi Youssef made a, a, a presentation very, very professional. But not that Harold, it, it was unprofessional, but he's more uh, informal. They, I, I don't know exactly the age of Hanadi, but she should be like 40 years younger than Harold. So uh, she made a presentation with uh, many slides and a very trained, a very trained presentation. And, uh, but well, th there's a problem in, in all the, the scientific conferences that people don't say exactly what is the technology they have okay. patents and, but what kind of, what did she present? Well, uh, she, she presented uh, technology in which they, as I understood, they use, they discovered in the, in, in, in young blood, I think, young blood. I'm not sure if, if it's in young blood, but they, they discovered some regenerative properties of some proteins, probably, in, in, in the blood. But they are patent protected, so she can't give many details. But she presented results, I think. Uh, it's important to, 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 to know what it is, but it's important as well to know what it does. Yes. So what kind of results they presented? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like five hours of... Okay. of event. So what else do you remember that it's uh, something that uh, stuck with you? Well, uh, before I forget, uh, the, the presentation is in, is in YouTube. Uh, we will put the link in this podcast episode page so people so, can watch. So for example, you mentioned Liz Parrish. What yes. kind of uh, presentation she made? Well, Liz Parrish presented she said that she had excellent results but she had to wait two years to to present them i i think she didn't present them i i can't remember exactly i'm sorry listeners but uh she said that she had good results but uh i don't remember i i think she didn't show it Strictly speaking, but well, she has to wait another two years to present. No, 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 another two years. The last two years. So she, she has been waiting for two years to yes. present results. Yes, and that, she still can't present them. Yes, I'm not sure if she still can't present them, but uh, well, you know, it was a short presentation from each of them. So what I'm getting is that the good thing about this conference is that you could get a general overview of a lot of important uh, 
actors in the rejuvenation area, right? Yes, because I think the organizers, I can re I remember that Didier Cornell was one of the main organizers and presenters, and he is from Hills, and Ilya Stambler was another presenter. He's from International Logistics Alliance. He was a presenter or was he a host? A host, sorry. Okay. Didier and Ilya were hosts and there were another host. But the fact is that the organizers are not necessarily focusing on some company or some specific technology. They try to make a broad spectrum of the rejuvenation field. So my point is the event was good to have an initial contact with the rejuvenation field and there were technical subjects but sometimes well if you don't understand the 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 details the, 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 and the, the the information you can at least have a general picture of the field and you can see that there are very relevant scientists who are trying to rejuvenate people and that's real that's uh, there are companies trying to make uh, tests in humans or making tests in humans so it's important that we understand that this area has a potential to save more lives than any other area of medicine so it's important for new people to to to, to contribute to in some way so you said the conference had a theme about uh, human and mice or rat trials uh, did any of the speakers uh, presented data on human trials? Human? Well, I, I think Greg Fahey. Fahey. Yes, Greg Fahey. He made tests in humans, but uh, I'm not sure if he, pres he presented the results, but I, I think he presented the results. Yes, he mentioned that they rejuvenated according to the epigenetic clock two and a half years but uh, he's doing another experiment very important because he's expanding the the cohort the, the quantity of people but what kind of rejuvenation technology is he uh, studying well uh, greg made an experiment some years ago with three compounds one is i, th I think growth or hormone and the other is metformin and the other is another um, another hormone I think use it in um, diabetes but I'm, I'm not sure exactly uh, what it, it as is a, as a treatment for diabetes yes uh, yes and the three uh, were uh, applied to nine men and they rejuvenated uh, two and a half years according to the epigenetic clock but uh, because you said it was like one of them was a diabetes medicine metforming yes and the other i think the other it was as well uh but i'm not sure about the other okay but uh was this treatment related to diabetes like they were trying to to cure diabetes no 
it was a rejuvenate. In fact, I, I think the, but, the, the aim of this, sorry, yes. But why would someone give a diabetes, diabetes medicine to someone who isn't diabetic? Because, because the growth of hormone can have deleterious effects regarding diabetes. So okay. you have to apply together other drugs that compensate the effect of growth hormone. Okay, so, so, so actually the treatment is uh, giving growth hormone to people. And then you, you have also to give something else just to make sure they don't get ill because of that. Yeah, because the I, I think the, the goal of, of Greg was to regrow the thymus that uh, it's, uh, it's very important for the immune system. So that, that was the, the, the way to rejuvenate people, uh, rejuvenating their immune okay. system. So the thymus is a, a organ that when we are born, it works perfectly and then it starts to, to shrink, right? And then when you are older, you don't have a thymus anymore. Yeah, yes, or your thymus is very, very, very small, let's say, it's, it's almost all fat. But okay. uh, yes, the, the, the goal was, as I understand, to regrow the thymus. So Greg presented the results and he uh, announced that they're expanding to, I think, 100 people. Wow. Yeah, including women and another, uh, other um uh, categories of uh, people in order the study be more div diverse. Okay, yeah, because uh, I know that there is a big problem in the pharmaceutical industry that a lot of uh, drugs aren't tested in women because uh, they say like, well, depending on what time, what what part of your period you are, you may have like different symptoms or different uh, results or if you are pregnant or something like that. But <laughs> women are about half of the population, I think a bit, mo a bit more than half. So it's very important to, to also yes, but test uh, on the uh, women. Yes, I had the impression that the, the, the first test with nine men uh, it, it, it weren't exactly on purpose in the sense that, ah, it's only, we, we need only men. No, but I, I think, I heard that they made like an event and on that event, the, the, some guys were interested in participating. So uh, it, it was not uh, intentional. So... Yeah, but it's just nine people. It's okay if you don't don't test like on women if it's just nine people. But if it's a hundred people, it's I, I think it's important. No, especially because the the first test worked. Was successful. Was was successful. So you have to to make things in a more organized way. So in the conference, you said that after all the speakers made their presentation, uh, people were divided in groups, right? And you participated in one of those groups. Yes. So there was a discussion. Yes. And 
Do you have anything to report about that? <laughs> yes, I, I think people said that I remember Daria called Turina. Um, Who is she? Daria is a um, is, she's Russian and she works as an advocate of the rejuvenation and longevity therapies regarding uh, governments and international uh, organizations in a global level like United Nations and she's from the International Longevity Alliance and I, I think she mentioned the, the high costs of the clinical trials yeah uh, so maybe that they could be carried out with a fraction of, of the cost so but did she make a proposition of how to to do that I don't remember maybe to carry out the test in another in other countries but no I, I don't remember exactly what uh, specifically she suggested but but I, I remember she mentioned that problem. I, I asked Albrey de Grey, who was coordinated, uh, coordinating the, 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 the discussion, because I, I asked if he still thought that uh, medicine should be um, allowed to, to be marketed after phase two clinical trials, as he wrote in Ending Aging. So, so if a new drug should be uh, released to the market before phase three? Yeah, because nowadays you need phase three. But uh, in the book Ending Aging, uh, which he wrote in 2007, he, he said that it, it would be good if uh, medicines were allowed to be marketed after uh, safety was uh, assessed. Okay. not necessarily the uh, deficiency so after phase two but but uh when i asked him he he said that uh nowadays he think is not so simple as he thought in 2007 so he says that a better idea would be to make an uh, like a, a progression in the sense that after phase two if you release the, the medicine to the market, you have to make a, a, a big control. So if you have a big control in, in that uh, phase three, but marketing the product, you, you could be allowed. But uh, he said it's not so simple, like allowing, simply allowing the medicines to be marketed after phase two, uh, maybe a, a mixed system. I, I remember that another person i can't remember the name but she said that more events like that would be necessary because uh, there are not so much events with discussions like that okay. i think her name is patricia but i can't remember the the surname okay and it was very interesting comment because it's true there are no many events in in which people can discussed in so uh, broadly terms and well I, I hope that there are more like that i want to congratulate the two entities international longevity alliance and hills so uh, how can you summarize the 
what you heard, what you saw in, in that conference? I think it's a good, a good event to present to uh, new people in the field, uh, to have a broad, a big picture of the rejuvenation field. And I think that it was uh, interesting, the, uh, the discussions at the end. This was a, an important part. And I hope there are more often this kind of event, in, in fact. What was the highlight, like the thing that you think was the most interesting thing that you you saw in, in that conference? Well, the fact is, is that nowadays there is a very hot topic in, in the rejuvenation field, a very new topic about treatments with young plasma and uh, the data from uh, Harold Kutcher, including the epigenetic age, are incredible. Many people say that uh, it's too good to be true. So we are waiting for confirmatory data. I mean, uh, Harold said they will perform testing in dogs and monkeys. In another interview, he said that. So in, on the other hand, we have Rina Comboy's experiment as well with blood dilution. Uh, so there is that hot topic, uh, that discussion about if remove things of old blood cause rejuvenation or if putting things from young blood, blood in, in old animals could uh, rejuvenate them. So okay. this is the hot topic right now, I think. Okay, great. I think we had a, a good discussion. You presented, you reported <laughs> everything you, you saw on that conference. Do you have anything to add? Yes, uh, as I said, th there is the link of the YouTube video with the whole uh, event. So uh, it's five hours long, right? Yes, but I think the the five hours included the, the discussions and the discussion. I think they are not in the in the YouTube video. Oh, okay. So it's 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 less than that. Maybe three hours, but in YouTube you can stop when you want, uh, you can go to the interview you prefer. So it's very, yeah. uh, very useful. You can listen while you wash your dishes and things like that. Yes, <laughs> you, you drive to your workplace, but nowadays <laughs> no hardly mind. anybody drives to the workplace. So. Okay, uh, so thank you all for listening. Again, I'm Nina and Nicholas. This is Nicholas. If you have questions or suggestions, we have an email. It's immortalicast at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon page to, to help to pay the costs of this podcast. So it's patreon.com slash immortalicast. Also, you can spread the word about the, this podcast to other people who might be interested. And we're thinking about doing episodes in which we discuss something new that came up in the rejuvenation or the longevity area and maybe also have some guests in the future and we will make episodes also in Spanish and Portuguese. Yes, so we are based in Brazil nowadays and we translated, edited and published some books in the rejuvenation field such as Ending Aging by Aubrey de Grey in Portuguese 
and The Abolition of Aging by David Wood in Portuguese as well. And we translated a book from Spanish into Portuguese from the rejuvenation field called La Muerte de la Muerte by Jose Cordero and David Wood. All those books you can find in our website, mtzplural.com, if you want to take a look in, in those books. And also in our website, we have a page about this podcast, and there you can see the links that we mentioned. It. So go to ntzplural.com slash immortalicast to see the links. Yes, the link of the conference. Yes. And... I don't know anything else that we might think it's relevant to this episode we, we might put there also. Okay, so we would like to thank everybody for listening to us and we will try to uh, make the, that discussions and informative episodes for you and let's go towards the future. <laughs> and if you have anything you want to, to tell us, please send an email and let's end aging or die trying okay so this is immortality cast bye bye